So who can remember the last couple of weeks what we've been talking about and what readings we've been focusing on? Who can remember? Should we give a little reminder? We have been looking the last two weeks about the power of words. Where we've looked and saying, this is something in some way that seems so simple, doesn't it? And yet if we look back out and see the adults as well, we're going to say, this is something so simple, yet so profound. And that although sometimes we won't have these big theological ideas, which is good to, to, to think about, sometimes something so simple is really important for us to think about how we use words as followers of Jesus. In the first week, remember we looked at and we said, words have power. They can have the power for life or the power of death. We said, so because of that, we need to think before we speak, don't we? And we, remember we looked at the, the tube of toothpaste and the toothpaste comes out. It's tough to put it back in. Then last week we remembered that there is um, some words when used rashly, when we don't think, it's like the thrust of a sword. We talked about those words being ones that hurt us and hurt other people, they can separate the body. And yet, Jesus is God's word. His wisdom becomes, and his word, and in Jesus is the one who comes and brings healing and life. So we're thankful for that. With this week, I have one more proverb that I thought we could have you uh, memorize for a start. Maybe the adults as well. We're going to explore a little bit about how we use our words in response to the gospel, in response to this wonderful word of Jesus that brings healing. Donna, you did a great job of reading this morning. Thank you. I was wondering if now we could have everybody read together. Maybe we could memorize it. So why don't we take a, a couple of lines at a time. You can repeat after me. Gracious words are like a honeycomb. Say that. Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. Sweetness to the soul and health to the body. You say that together, everyone? Right and start. Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. Can we do that without looking? Let's try it. Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. That's Proverbs 16, verse 24. So this morning, I want to ask to, to consider that in response to this great news of the Word of God, Jesus bringing healing, how we can also use our words as words that would bring sweetness and health to the body. So what do you tell me in what way and the writer he says, our words are like a, a honeycomb. What does he mean, do you think? What's, what's a honeycomb like? How about honey? Sweet. Yeah, and is that good? Uh-huh. Do, you, do you like honey? Do you have it on anything? Toast or, yeah? So honey is sweet, isn't it? So what would um, some examples of maybe sweet words be? I think there's some examples. Would they be good or bad? Ice cream! Yes! 
That is sweet and a sweet word. If Dad said, we're going to go and have ice cream after, you would say, yes. Uh-huh. So we could say words are like ice cream, maybe, as well. Gracious words are. And how about help the body? Because if, if a honeycomb is sweet, but the writer also says they bring health to the body. See, back in, in ancient times, and even uh, now, some thought that honey can have healing-like properties. So you use it, it, can, it can maybe heal like burns, um, and cuts, and abrasions, and, and it, it brings healing. They knew that back then, and so the writer of Proverbs is saying again that his words, they can bring life, they can bring healing, and they're sweet to the soul. And they also bring health to the body. And what I wanted to focus on this morning and us to consider is an example as, as followers of Jesus, the one who came to heal. How can we use our words to make sure they're sweet in that way? And I thought a good way of doing that uh, would be uh, through example. And my final Bible, if you're with me, if, um, if I'm with you, you turn to Philippians. The opening of Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. It's one of my favorite pieces in the Bible. And I thought maybe as I read through, we could listen and think about the ways that Paul is using his words in a way that they're gracious and like a honeycomb, maybe bringing um, sweetness to the soul and, and health to the body. Hey, listen with me and listen for those things as we read through. It starts in verse 3. says, I thank my God and all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Does that sound like words that would bring uh, sweetness to the soul? Yeah? Can you... Why do you think that? Excellent. Great listening. That's spot on. Can you imagine what it said if, if, if I wrote you a letter and I said, Nora, I just want to let you know that every single time that I think of you, I thank God for you. Can you imagine that? Every time I think of you, I thank God for you. Every time I think of you, and you, and you, I thank God for you. And then he goes on, and he says, not only do I thank God for you, I do it, and it brings me joy. You know, Paul was even, he was writing in prison at this time. He was under arrest, and his circumstances weren't very good. And yet, even in that, that was probably a dark place, he was probably uncomfortable and sore. I bet he was receiving a lot of words that were hurting him. And then he thinks, and he says, man, I think of you, and I'm just given to, to praise and thanksgiving, and it brings me joy. And he doesn't just think that, he uses his words to tell them that, doesn't he? And so his words, he, he even tells them, and he writes in this letter. And like he said, Nora, that I think would bring sweetness to the soul, wouldn't it? He goes on, so this is the first thing we see. He uses his words to say thank you. I want to go on because he's going to say a little more. What is he saying thank you for? Let's listen out again and see if we can uh, pick up and the, the reason he's um, thankful for them. 
because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. He's thanking them because of first a partnership. What, what's a partnership? Does it mean if you were told in class that you're going to work on a, on a play an art project, you needed to find a partner? Someone working together with. Yeah. And so he is saying, he is thanking at these people for their partnership, their working together. And he's going to say working together for what? Their partnership in the gospel. What is the gospel? We might look, and in, in, in the context of this series, we might say that the gospel is this good word of God that is bringing healing to a separated body, that is bringing health. There's good news that Jesus is Lord, and through his life, and death, and resurrection, and ascension, he's reconciling us to himself, and he's making all things new. His word is bringing healing. He's saying this is God's work, reconciling um, separated relationships and brokenness, and he's bringing health. Remember we looked last week, the gospel is God's power at work when we've had words that have been spoken against us that hurt us, that were maybe untrue, or maybe that we've spoken to someone else that have been untrue. And his word of truth, that life is bringing healing in those things. And so as God is doing that work, we are partnering with him in it and partnering together. And Paul goes on, he says, remembering your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Do you know anything about some of the church in Philippi? I think I've got three people. Do you want to know about some of these people that Paul's writing to? And from the first day? Do you know when Paul, when he first went uh, to to Philippi and he went to preach the gospel, um, in, in Acts we talked about three people that he met. One woman... She was a, a business person, bold material, and she didn't know Jesus. And yet she heard the, the gospel down by, um, down by some, um, a, a river. And from there on, she used her resources to bless the church and to partner with others and uh, to have people meet in her home. And Paul's remembering this wonderful woman. And said, I remember you right back in that first day, the first time we met, by the river in the change. And there was another, a second person that Paul met in this town. And this was another, a, a girl. And this girl was a slave. She had been, um, she had uh, men that weren't treating her well. I bet um, she had heard words that, that weren't gracious either. So she was a slave and she heard the, the, the words of the gospel, had an encounter with Jesus and she was freed from slavery and she became a part of this church community as well. And Paul's saying, I remember that day where you were, your situation, how the good news came to you. Ah, What a wonderful partnership thinking back to then. And there's a third person as well. He says, remember that first day? It was when Paul was in jail. And he's in jail now, remember. He remembers this time, another time he was in jail. And there was a man there, there'd been an earthquake, and their chains had been um, set free. And this person was a jailer. He was so maybe fearful of what was going on that he decided he didn't even want to live anymore. And Paul, 
shared the good news of the gospel with him. And he immediately found healing in Jesus. And he and his whole family were baptized. And they were a part of this church as well. And so we see here, Paul is saying, I remember your partnership in the gospel. I'm thankful for you and it's giving me joy because I remember that first day. And now, he's writing, it had been maybe 10 years since they had been together. And in that time, these people had heard about his situation. And they'd taken up maybe an offering. And they'd sent money and maybe some food and provisions and one of their best friends to come and visit him and support him. Because that was partnership together. And he's saying, thank you. I'm so thankful for you. Every time I think of you, it brings me joy and I thank God for you. Because his words are gracious like a honeycomb. And it brings sweetness to the soul and healing to the body. This is the second way I think he really brings healing to the body as well. We talked about how Jesus' word and Jesus is the word that brings healing. You know, sometimes, and maybe all of us can relate, we know this good news that in Jesus God is reconciling us to himself and making things new. His word is bringing life and truth to the places where we've been hurt and we're still struggling with lies that have been said about us. Maybe guilt about the words we've said to others that we immediately regret and we know have hurt others. Talked about this healing that God is doing and bringing. And yet, maybe even this week since last Sunday, maybe we've said something again that we didn't mean to. Or maybe we still remember those words that have hurt us. Maybe we look around and we see in the news the way words are still being used to divide and hurt. And we say, well, well what's going on? Paul was in prison and these, the church in Philippi in the city, they were probably being maybe bullied, had nasty things said about them. So what about this healing work? And Paul encourages this with them. Would an encouraging word be a, a sweet word? What do you think? An encouraging word be a, a sweet word? I think it would too. Here's this encouraging word. I have this on a painting at our home when we were back in New Zealand, a painting of the sunrise breaking in over a beach, this new day that we look forward to breaking in. I have this verse underneath it on the painting. It says this. He says, And I'm sure of this. I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. He's saying we might not see the full reality of this healing yet, He's saying that God is faithful. He's promised this. Healing is coming. And there's good work that he has begun in each of us and in all of us and for all of his creation. It is coming and he's going to complete it one day. Hold on to that hope. Know that even when it's a struggle. Even when someone says mean things and we remember that lie or we realize that we still speak words that we shouldn't. God has begun something and he's going to finish it. So I think here we see two examples at the start of Paul's letter of Paul knowing the power of words to bring life and healing. And he writes and he says, I thank you. I thank God for you. I thank you for your partnership in the gospel. And I want to encourage you that God's going to complete that good work. And I was thinking today as we respond to that and in the summer of rest and reunion, 
where we maybe enter some summer rhythms, maybe we've got a little bit more space uh, to think and to reflect. Maybe we're just in a season of reunion where we're thinking about this reality of us all being one church family, brothers and sisters in Christ, and maybe over the last few weeks, hopefully we've been praying about how we use our words. But we might want to respond in a way like the gospel caused Paul to respond. And I thought that maybe if we were to pray this afternoon, maybe each of us could take a little bit of time and we could think back on partnerships in the gospel that we've had from the first day until today. Think about those people that might have um, shared the gospel with us. Maybe parents that raised us in the faith. Sunday school uh, teachers who taught us stories. Maybe I think of um, when I was praying this week, the five uh, roommates I had when I first came to faith. And I was really all over the place at times. And yet I lived with them and they used the words of encouragement and modeled to me um, this truth of the gospel. And I think of them with joy. I thought, I wonder if as we prayed this week, maybe this afternoon, we could ask the Lord, Lord, would, would you bring someone to mind that I could give a word of thanks or encouragement to? Maybe there's a number of people that God would remind us of this partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And we would use our words, maybe even in, in writing them down, and not just thinking them, but speaking them and writing them and giving them in a way that would bring sweetness to the soul and healing to the body. So John, just behind you is a, is a bag there to your left hand. And I was wondering, in there... I thought this would be Karen Watson. Thank you, Karen. We've got some cards and some envelopes. And I thought maybe um, when we go to take up the offering, we could have a couple of people could hand out. See if I could take one or two cards. And maybe this afternoon that we could do that and spend some time in prayer remembering who are the people that God has blessed us with in partnership in the gospel. Take a few moments so we could practice using our words to bring sweetness to the soul and health to the body.